it's just trust yourself and do the work. Ther- mm. Therapy is the smartest thing you can do yeah. for everybody. You know, we used to think it was a, uh, there was a perception that it was a sign of weakness. Now it's a sign of strength. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just you really got to know yourself, and I know I didn't know myself as a young woman. Mm. Not at all. And I just wish people to be more prepared. We all have a story to tell. The longer our lives, the richer our stories. When I look at you, I see a woman of strength, integrity, character. A woman who has seen hardships, struggles, pain, and loss. A woman who has compassion, love, courage, and power. A woman who has succeeded, failed, and learned. A woman who will continue to persevere and thrive. When I look at you, I see a woman who is wise, not withered. Hello and welcome to the Wise Not Withered podcast. This is season four, episode number two. Um, Today is another interview, this time with Claire Benson. So Claire and I met about a month and a half ago at a retreat. Um, We mentioned BWA, which is Body Wisdom Academy. That's an online program that we both enrolled in within the past um, couple years, I think. And that is the program that's associated with the retreat where we met And yeah, Claire, um, she talks about so many really important topics like overcoming fear and doubt and specifically what that looks like in her life. Um, We also talk a lot about challenges and specifically about trauma. Um, There's nothing too triggering, I don't believe, in this episode, even though we do talk about trauma. or at least I hope it's not triggering to hear about unless you have experienced or have been around people that have experienced um, kind of nervous system collapsing, that kind of stuff. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my interview with the wonderful Claire Benson. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview. So let's get right into it. So, um, Claire Benson, how old are you? What is your age? I am 58. 58. Awesome. Um, let's see. What roles do you carry in your current life? Um, I'm a partner, mother, two daughters, daughter, friend. Uh, professionally, I'm an accountant for a nonprofit group um, that provides communication services to people with aphasia. Uh, these people have a loss of language, uh, not intelligence from a brain injury like a stroke. I really like it. I'm not so much into the accounting anymore, but I work with a really inspiring team of young women therapists, and it just lets me marry my skills to support a community program that's really important to me. Yeah, oh, that's so interesting. How did you get into that? Um, I've been involved with them for years. One of my good friends is the president on the board, and 
I was on the board for many years and trying to support the accounting function and in the end said why don't you just let me do it for a couple of years so I came off the board and got them all organized and I, I just I still do it because it works and I enjoy being with them mm-hmm. okay um let's see what can you tell me about the romantic relationships in your life and what did you learn from each one uh that's a big one I met my first husband when I was working in Bermuda uh, we were both new, newly qualified charity accountants. Uh, he's Canadian and I'm from the UK, which may or may not be obvious. <laughs> um, we married and moved to Canada after Bermuda. I was a very quiet and shy young person and a bit of a people pleaser. Mm. I was always worried about what people would think. We actually were married for 26 years, but wow. ultimately I realized that is a very sort of self-contained person mm. and didn't have anything of himself to share with me. Mm. And I'm sort of more of a highly sensitive individual and he just didn't have the capacity to give me the affection that I needed. So I was very mm. lonely mm. and decided that I'd honor my heart and leave. Uh, you know, I realized that being loved isn't enough if you aren't shown that love. Yeah. And I'm now in a relationship with a really very affectionate man and he makes me feel loved and seen mm. dynamics very different and I didn't really know that was possible um, we both we work really hard at communication and it's not always easy but it's it's worth it yeah I know um, when you and I met at a, ret- at a retreat there were a few other young women there too so I was really really pleased to see it, you all doing the work earlier in life than I did that's to me is a real gift Hmm. but in terms of what I learned if I'm looking back the advice I'd give to young adults and that I do to my own kids is to seek out that inner learning early the therapy the retreats whatever you can begin that self-reflection early because it's so important to understand who you are especially before you consider committing to one person for the rest of your life you have to learn your communication styles you have to learn to be discerning and put yourself first you have to stand on your own mountain and see who wants to join you there hmm. yeah what um started you on that path on that journey of self-discovery i think i've always been a seeker hmm. um but you know things have happened in my life that have made me stronger and more able to to face that and look at that. Mm-hmm. Was it more of like a gradual process, or do you remember like a turning point, like a single event that kind of kickstarted it? You know, um, becoming a mother mm. made me more of a lioness, definitely. Mm. Yeah. And then one of, one of my children was very sick, and. Mm. Just, you know, the things that happen in the outside world that you have to deal with, they make you realize that you only get one chance at this. Hmm. And I think I was just cruising and doing the best I could. But, you know, you you learn as you you age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, sometimes it does take those, those really dark down moments to really, like, kind of shake you, right? It, it really, really does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing that. Um, I guess uh, a little lighter then. Uh, what do, 
do you spend most of your time doing these days? Like, what are some of your hobbies and interests and activities like outside of work? Um, my schedule is kind of up to me, which is a really nice thing to have. Uh, I kind of work when it makes sense and organize my days to try and make sure I get to do things for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try and meditate and walk and stretch my body and do some yoga most days. Nice. I, I find that that self-care takes longer and longer and become more important every day. Mm. But it is a way I've learned to pay myself first. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a really difficult lesson to learn you know when you've got young kids it's really hard for mums to hear but you got to look after yourself you got to look after yourself the reality mm. of that is a little harder um i'm a big hiker and i like to integrate hiking into travel whenever i can mm-hmm. Walk, the walking and being in nature is grounding for me mm. or I, I feel really untethered if i don't get to do that mm. uh, a few years ago i hiked the inca trail in peru oh wow and that was kind of like the longest walking meditation being off grid and just such a moving experience you just, all you had to do was put one foot in front of the other hmm how long is that trail it took about five days wow oh my gosh how many yeah. miles a day <laughs> well i don't remember the miles but the longest days were, i guess we were walking for probably about eight hours wow but that sounds like a a lot but we were we had um sherpas and guides that took care of putting the tents up and feeding okay. you so you all you had to think about was just got to put one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. okay so Which you a really freeing right. experience yeah so you did it with a, a big group yeah there were a group of about eight of us that okay. we all knew each other but we were with a organized group so mm. we had a leader and then we had all the all the people carrying the heavy stuff and the food we just had our day pack with us and could just go mm-hmm. what yeah. um what made you decide to do that and when when did you do that again i did that after my marriage ended oh. and somebody, well my partner still now he asked me in our early days would i do it and hmm. i had decided i was just gonna unless something was really off the chart scary for me <laughs> I was just gonna say yes yeah and I didn't know whether I could do it yes I'd been a big hiker but I had never been at elevation and I just said yes and we did it and it was amazing hmm wow are there any other like I mean I guess it, I, maybe crazy isn't the right word for it but any other like um really I guess just unusual like hiking um, feats um, that you've done or, or like traveling, I guess you, you put them together. You said you like to hike yeah, when you go traveling. Yeah, we did, we did do, um, a trip to Africa just before COVID mm-hmm. hit, and we were on safari for about 10 days. Oh, and, yeah, where, where specifically in Africa? Uh, so we were, we landed in, uh, Nairobi, Kenya, oh. and we went through Kenya and Tanzania. Oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, the Africa, I don't know whether you've ever been, but Africa has a very different energy to it. Mm. And you can totally feel it. And you see poverty mm. and you see a totally different way of life. So right. that was that was really, um, that was good to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel it changed you or if you can even put it into words? 
Well, I think one thing it does for sure, I mean, apart from seeing the beauty and feeling the different air, it's, you know, I always love elephants and seeing a, mm. a herd of elephants cross in front of your truck like 20 feet away was <sighs> just, for me, very a very spiritual experience. Mm. But you also come away really knowing the difference between first world and third world problems. Mm. Right. Not that I suffered, but you certainly see, you know, when you've got people collecting plastic bottles from you so that they can use them, recycle them, whatever, get any pennies they can, so desperate to to make a living, right. just to feed their family, you really do realize that we have a lot of first world problems that <laughs> we shouldn't worry about. Right. Yeah, yeah, it definitely gives you some perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess in the yeah. same line of perspective, what's something you learned about yourself just in the past year? Well, this, this will just kind of give you a little bit more color on some of the um, things I've been through. I, I, I grew up in a house where I felt quite different from my family. Hmm. And I think a lot of people might start to realize, realize that now, you know, when you hear people say they think they're adopted. <sighs> And I, I think I, I just craved being seen and heard. And I right. can see now that I was seeking connection and mm-hmm. sensitive to what was going on in people's inner worlds. But, yeah. And then I'd pull, if I didn't get any sort of connection, I'd pull back and turn inwards. I'd do things like buy my family small gifts and put them under their pillows. And I, I really wasn't doing it for attention. I was just doing it for connection. Hmm. And uh, like my any families, my parents were focused were focused on providing for us, yeah. and totally gave us a good live, standard of living and kept us active and safe. But there was also a lot of fear modelled, which made me very uncertain as mm. I ventured out into the world. Um, I'm quite determined, luckily, but I realised last year that I wanted to look at my inner turmoil. So mm-hmm. I signed up for an intense training program that taught me about trauma and how it shows up in the body and how to reprogram the wire. Yeah. This has really been a game changer for me and how I live my life and pushed me to listen to my inner wisdom. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I'd always thought something was wrong with me because I was so dysregulated around other people mm. and I didn't know what it was. And now I know how common it is. So, you know, I know how to practice staying in my body and sometimes I can actually feel a little bit more regulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Is that... Is that Body Wisdom Academy or is it something else? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that's, that's BWA, yes. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, how did you find Leslie and the, all of all of that, the whole world of BWA? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting. Um, she came across my Facebook page, but obviously the um, AI was doing something. <laughs> and I had been looking, <laughs> looking at, I was at a point in the relationship where we were in a bit of a rocky place and I wanted to do some, I realized that there was more damage from my marriage that I hadn't dealt with, Hmm. more from my childhood that I hadn't dealt with, even though I thought I was okay. Hmm. So I was looking at just wanting to learn something in the healing world and I was looking for people to learn Reiki from. I hadn't even done Reiki. And I think that triggered her coming across my Facebook page. Yeah. And it was at the right time for me. And I looked at it and I spoke to Leslie and I just took a leap of faith. 
so interesting i i feel like i had a similar experience where like just on my instagram page i added like musical healer in my description i swear like my feed changed a little bit just from that and like what what the algorithm will throw at you depending on what you're searching for like it's i feel like it's it's this this weird like balance of like it's kind of creepy but then it also sometimes does point you in in the right direction you know (laughs) that's right yes yes so i think i did her free course to start with Mm -hmm. which sort of you know, it pulls you in a little bit and shows you what she's actually doing because it's got to be such a hard line. Well, I know from talking that it's such a hard thing to market and explain to people right. in a way that they'll Definitely. understand until they've done it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, did you do the, the free course first or did you jump right in? I, I did a couple of, um, I think I did like the, the seven day audio challenge and then um, yeah. just like I stayed subscribed to her. So it's like I... I did feel like a little pull. Yeah, it's interesting how it keeps things happen to us and we just kind of go a bit more in, a bit more in until we can commit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do kind of feel like things show up like when we're ready for them, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm really proud of of you and the other young women for doing it because (laughs) it's like life-changing. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I guess um, this this is very related. Like, so what's one of the biggest challenges you've overcome? Um, when my youngest uh, daughter, I have two daughters, when she was 12, she began to have health issues. Mm. And it started with a central nervous system collapse after she'd had the third of three HPV vaccinations. Oh, wow. And she was the first cohort in her school, first year that they gave these vaccines at 12 years old, and it was before we knew much about them. Hmm. And I I use the term nervous system collapse, I'm not sure it's a medical term, but it makes sense to me because she was in constant fight or flight, she was in high anxiety, off the charts pain, catastrophic thinking. Wow. Physical symptoms were amassing and the exhaustion. So it, it, it kind of circles back to what we were just talking about with how the body uh, the, the body works and uh, mm-hmm. connects with the mind. Um, so it was really complicated, and I was out of my depth, and it didn't fit into the mainstream medical silos. Hmm. Uh, she, she had two surgeries. Oof. The first one left her with a deadly infection. Oh, wow. And the second one kind of cleaned up the damage from the first. And at at that time, nobody spoke about trauma and the impact on the body and the Mm. nervous system, how it could drive pain. And how pain can frequently show up in the pelvis, especially in females. Mm. And then after about three years, a physiotherapist started me on that path of learning about trauma and its impact. And I I kind of became the queen of research at night while I was trying to be 
look after her in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I made so many mistakes. Um, I took advice from the medical community that I now know was the opposite of what she needed. Mm. I made her go to school, and that caused more trauma. Um, She was really in school, and it it really impacted my oldest daughter as well. Mm. Um, She was able to sort of be a supportive sister and care for herself as much as possible, but we were both traumatized by what we witnessed. Yeah. Um, It was really just a huge period of responsibility for me without much of a break Mm. but you know with a lot of courage and therapy and energy healing she's now done a lot of the kind of therapy I've done she really started it before me and today she's she's a lot better but she's fighting to deal with the physical symptoms that remain Mm. tracking her trauma on the nervous system Mm -hmm. the reason I wanted to bring it up is because if this happened today there would be so many more resources available Mm guidance from the parents and if somebody had just said to me at the very beginning trauma I would have known where to look you know it was a it was a very difficult journey and I, I really hope that today any young mums would be get would be sent on the right pathway because we know so much more about how you know the body does really keep the score mm. and we we you're you're running around saying okay are they is physical symptoms because of this physiological thing or is it because of what we're learning about the nervous system and trauma Hmm. and it's just such a long journey yeah um but my oldest daughter now she's quite an amazing individual she's an emergency room nurse Hmm. and I, i think because of what she saw with her sister she's got a bigger picture with her parent with her patients which is i think quite a gift that she brings um, but it was a lot of responsibility caring for a child that can't process what's happening to her. Right. And that really has been my biggest challenge. It's been my biggest failure and it's been my biggest success. You know, today, today it's not my journey, it's her journey. And my job is just to try not to cross too many boundaries and, mm. you know, inevitably I mess that up too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, I love that you said it's one of your biggest failures, but then also biggest successes too. Yeah. 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 It's, they are, they can just be so interrelated, (laughs) like how, how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be as close with them both now. I don't think if we hadn't gone through all of that together. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course you'd give your right arm to take pain away from somebody. And for some reason, this is her journey. Right. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever understand it, but that's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you also read the book, The Body Keeps the Score? Like, I'm literally reading it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The first book I read was um, Waking the Tiger. Oh. Uh, I think that was Peter Levine. Uh-huh. So that was what really started to show me how trauma in childhood can connect with pain. Hmm. And then I moved on to, yes, the body keeps the score. That, was, that one was a little technical for me, but I did get through it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, read, I you know, just read as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So in, in light of the successes, I again, I just love that you called it a failure, but then also a success. 
Um, what are some of, yeah, thank you. yeah, what are some of your other successes that you've had in life? Well, I think the biggest one for me because of my upbringing has been the overcoming fear. Hmm. And I, I, you know, I kind of have to constantly remind myself it's okay to be uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> and just to go back to the trauma thing is, you know, even with that awareness, parents can still pass fear or anything else traumatic wise along to their children because mm-hmm. we now know that trauma can be passed down through the DNA. Right. Oh my gosh. And you know, we and, and that DNA is a little bit flexible too, so it's not a <laughs> not a foregone conclusion, which is nice. But, you know, in terms of things I had the courage to do, I, I moved to Bermuda, and I, even though I was terrified, and I moved to Canada. Um, I, I had the courage to go against my teachers who kind of dumbed me down in school and told me that I, I couldn't do what I needed to do to become mm. a chartered accountant. And I actually ended up being one of the youngest people to ever get it. Yeah, going back to um, overcoming fear, like what exactly, what does that look like? Like how does that show up in in your day-to-day life like how have you overcome it in different circumstances well it's an awareness that the way i was programmed as a child was to go to fear and worry about doing something Mm. and and where it comes so there's just that awareness of it so that you question yourself when something you might want to do comes up so you know, one year I was hiking in the in Alberta, and I am terrified of heights, and I do feel like I want to jump off the edge of a cliff, and that's just what it is. But I still went up these switchbacks up the mountain and and did it. Yeah. And, and it, it's just a, a mental switch to catch yourself from going to fear and and worry and trying to go to, well, maybe I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's really hard because I do come up against things that I have on the go that I seem to get to a certain point and I don't let them get out into the world hmm. where I would be seen. So I definitely have that fear of being seen. So right. I have to kind of, that's why the BWA has been good to, you know, keep making me realize, see that and mm-hmm. want to move towards being seen more right right yeah yeah like like right now <laughs> like right now yes exactly my, my first reaction when you asked me to do this was hell no <laughs> and then a few people said to me well isn't this why you're doing this work <laughs> got me <laughs> oh i love it <laughs> that's so great um all right uh so What's something you're looking forward to right now? Um, I have some nice things coming up. I've uh, I, I got a trip to Norway next month Ooh. to see the fjords. Wow! So planning, yeah. In the middle of planning that now. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, my oldest daughter is doing a hiking trip trip in Nepal, so I'm looking oh. forward to hearing about that. Oh wow! She's she's got the actually both my kids have a hiking bug, but my oldest mm. has more opportunity and 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 health to be able to mm. just go for it mm-hmm. um up at my partner's cottage right now and being in, in nature like my big things i want to write a novel i have lots of ideas from my really? life and my family yeah um, you know i don't i'm not convinced, sure yet whether it's my story to tell but mm. i'm kind of figuring that out mm-hmm. 
and I've, I've also written a children's book that goes back to trauma again, teaches young children strategies to self-soothe when they're triggered. Oh, wait, you, you've, you've written it and published it or you've just written it? I haven't. No, I've just written it. It's sitting on my computer. Oh, my gosh. Illustrated and, and published if I can. Oh, that but sounds amazing. Yes, so cool. yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, so it's based on my youngest daughter's um, golden retriever, who is a, quite a, really, in a lot of ways, been a therapy dog for her. Mm. And, you know, brought her a long way. And it's just where, you know, the, the dog teaches a child, shows does, does something with a child, like meditate or, ca- or breathe or shake, like, you know, how a dog will shake off trauma if yes. you stand there and shake. Oh, oh, um, I love so it. So just re- repeating things like that and then giving the child, confidence to do it on their own for themselves yeah oh that sounds so great oh my goodness <laughs> i really hope you you can get that out into the world that sounds amazing yeah i really would like to yeah, it's pretty well written i just have to illustrate it and then figure out how to get it self-published mm-hmm. yeah oh my goodness i you have my support for that that sounds so great <laughs> thank, thank you i have to get you to review it for <laughs> yeah i'd be happy to that sounds so that yeah, sounds so that good yeah yeah it's helpful actually teachers especially to, to review it, and see mm-hmm. what it work. yeah yeah i'd be happy to um so how do you define success um at this point in my life it's just internal peace hmm. um health is is critical right self-care kindness, curiosity, Hmm. courage to change things when you have to. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think I'm successful in having amazing and courageous kids, good Mm -hmm. friends, loving partner. And at the end of the day, accepting I can't fix everything and and try really trying to be okay with being imperfect. Yeah. Instead of controlling the, the dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Is there is there anything you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask? Uh, I don't think so. I think you've covered it. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Cool. That's that's all the questions I have. Any any final thoughts? Final thoughts. I would say just, you know, if your purpose of this, doing these podcasts is to try and show some wisdom, get Mm -hmm. younger people thinking maybe, it's just trust yourself and do the work. Mm -hmm. Therapy is the smartest thing you can do for everybody. You know, we used to think it was a, a... there was a perception that it was a sign of weakness. Now it's a sign of strength. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, you've really got to know yourself. And I know I didn't know myself as a young woman. Hmm. Not at all. And I just wish people to be more prepared. Yeah, definitely. And every, every generation of parents tries to do better than the last generation. Mm-hmm. And maybe we do, maybe we don't. 
we always screw up, but, you know, hopefully there is a little bit more awareness coming with around mental health. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I really wish for. Yeah, I'd I'd like to think so. I I do feel like there are just more resources now, too. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I need to come across things. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like free things online and like online therapy. Like there's so many, so many resources. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. This was this was great. You're very welcome. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening to the Wise Not Withered podcast. If you'd like to follow Claire on Instagram, her username is claire.benson.927. That's C-L-A-I-R-E dot B-E-N-S-O-N dot 927. Thanks for listening and you will hear me and another wise woman in another interview next month. Thank you. Bye-bye.